Welcome to Travel Tips Tuesday with John Rogers. On today's show, you'll learn up-to-date, creative, and personal tips that will help you make your travel dreams a reality. Enjoy today's episode. Here's John. Welcome back to Travel Tips Tuesday. I'm very thankful just to be able to do this uh, in this way and, and have this opportunity uh, to join you all uh, every week via Facebook Live. It's just a lot of fun to talk Disney travel and you know a lot of other things that come up. So um, and tonight is August the 20th, 2019. Uh, we're going to be digging into it. And the idea that we're going to be talking about tonight is this specific question. Hey, Adam, what's going on? The, the idea we're going to be digging into tonight is this. Is Walt Disney World for thrill seekers? Because so often one of the most popular questions we might, one of the most popular questions that, that I hear uh, or issues when people are planning, thinking about planning trips to parks is my kids are too old, the rides are too boring, or, um, you know, I'm looking for something a little bit else, you know, a little bit else. And people think about, or something else, when, when people think about, you know, Walt Disney World, a lot of times they think about it's a small world. Um, or they think about Pirates of the Caribbean, they think about the Tomorrowland Transit Authority or the um, or the, the Aladdin Carpet Ride or, you know, you know, Dumbo Flying Element, stuff like that, or character greetings. We're not thinking of you right now. Hopefully, if you're bearing with me tonight, um, I want to here to tell you right now that uh, Walt Disney World is for thrill seekers. And I know what thrills are. I, I get it. Um, I completely understand what thrills are. In fact, um, I had the blessing of being able to go to uh, Carowinds in the kind of the North Carolina, South Carolina uh, area. That that theme park is part of the same uh, theme park or company, uh, rather the name escapes me for the second, but they're for a second. But they're uh, known for their thrill rides, their job uh, with their coasters, and they have one at Carowinds called Fury 325. This particular roller coaster has a 91 degree overbooked turn and the ride itself is approximately three minutes and 15 seconds long and can reach speeds of up to 95 miles an hour and is 325 feet at its highest i rode that coaster a couple of times and let me tell you that yes <laughs> it is just as fast it is just as scary it is just as insane as you might think uh it is so i get thrill rides you know i like them they're a lot of fun um you know they give you a thrill they wake you up they get that adrenaline flowing um, and, and Walt Disney World does have a few things, not necessarily to that caliber. So if you're like a thrill, you know, adrenaline junkie, you're not necessarily going to get that at Disney, but you are going to get some thrills. I'm going to tell you some ways tonight uh, that you are going to get some thrills. But before I dig into those uh, at Disney, I want to give a special shout out to uh, three different people. Uh, to uh, Aurora and King Gregory. Uh, Aurora is a talented speaker uh, and, and author. And uh, also her husband, Ken, that is an amazing sound engineer. And uh, also the musician, artist, Katrina Maystone, who is a breath of fresh air when it comes to music. Uh, she does a lot of amazing original stuff, uh, has covered some things along the way, but um, really puts her heart and her soul. All, th all three of those people do into their work. And they've helped me put together uh, a new intro for the podcast version of this. So if you do not listen to this pod on podcast, uh, check it out. Go to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify, go to Google, uh, you know, whatever your favorite platform is. Search Travel Tips Tuesday. You'll see the uh, kind of black and blue white logo that, that is up there. And, you know, give it a rating if you want, but listen to it. Check out the intro. I'm going to put uh, Aurora Ken and um, Katrina's information uh, once I confirm that 
in the comments so you can check out their stuff. Um, they do, again, they're very talented people and they're professionals at what they do. And I'm very thankful to call them uh, relatively new friends. I uh, met them in person back in May. Uh, I've known Aurora a hair longer than that through a group that I'm a part of. Um, but just want to say thank you to all of them and uh, for allowing me to kind of utilize some of their talent. So I'm really looking forward to that. So let's talk about thrills at Walt Disney World and even some of the thrills to come. So as we're going through this conversation, I want you to feel free to share with me your favorite thrills at Walt Disney World, your favorite things to do that just kind of get your blood pumping and your feet moving and your heart racing uh, a little bit. Um, and I want to mention those towards the end. So again, if you have a favorite thrill, favorite experience you like at Walt Disney World that gets your adrenaline flowing, your blood pumping, please share that. Uh, I'll be getting into some of the roller coasters and even some of the non-thrill uh, rides, but I'll be coming back towards the end to sum up anybody that um, you know may any, anybody's favorite that that may have been left out. So first off, roller coasters. And I really hope that I'm not going to forget any of the roller coasters. That would be kind of embarrassing if I did. Um, but we're going to highlight some of them and just sort of talk about them um, as some of them in passing. So the most popular roller coaster at Walt Disney World and at Walt Disney World. Let's talk about Magic Kingdom. The most popular roller coaster at Magic Kingdom. A lot of times when you think about Magic Kingdom, you think about roller coasters, two of them come to mind. The classic Space Mountain and Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. You know, they don't really go incredibly fast, but the theming is pretty neat, especially Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, Disney World, um, just because of the theming, the, the, the music, the voiceovers, you know, all of those things. It's just a lot of fun. Um, and you get a different experience almost every time you ride it, especially if you ride it at night during the fireworks. It's pretty awesome. Um, Space Mountain is a lot of fun as well. And they, you know, they do seasonal overlays of those um, at Disneyland. They've been doing this for a few years now. Um, especially during the during Halloween time, they're about to start that. I believe next month uh, in September, uh, they have something called Space Mountain Ghost Galaxy, where the extraction itself is pretty much. Um, they've also had a Star Wars themed version of it as well. And then at Magic Kingdom and Disney World, they haven't done a lot of seasonal overlays really, but they're stepping up their game this year in during the holidays uh, in Magic Kingdom and Tomorrowland. So. Um, please check that out and you know let me know what you think if you're gone this season would love to hear back from you your experiences and what you've seen and what um, you have have experienced um, there at, at Walt Disney World with the new overlays so that'd be pretty awesome so again Big Thunder Mountain Railroad Space Mountain um, a lot of fun Space Mountain is especially fun and crazy if you've experienced it with the lights on um, it, it's a completely different experience and it you know the Roller coaster again doesn't go that fast, relatively speaking. You know, compared to the roller coaster that I was talking about at Carowinds when we started off, you know, 95 miles an hour, that is not Space Mountain. But <laughs> uh, just, you know, YouTube, Space Mountain with the lights on, you'll see what I mean. Um, it is a completely different experience with the lights on. It, it'll, it, it scares you a little bit. It'll get the adrenaline, it'll get to the adrenaline pumping. And I know people that love roller coasters um, that, that won't do Space Mountain with the Space Mountain is a great ride. Uh, it's nothing world class, but he really enjoys it. And, and I do too. It, it is a lot of fun. And you get a slightly different experience that you do at Walt Disney World where you're sitting in front of each other versus Disneyland uh, when you're sitting beside each other. So I hope I got that right. Sometimes I get things confused, but I think I got that one right. All right. But as I said a couple minutes ago, the most popular roller coaster at Magic Kingdom is not Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, is not Space Mountain. Yes, those are classics. There are a lot of people on them, but the one where the fast passes go the quickest is 
always going to be Seven Dwarves Mine Train. It is the uh, newest roller coaster at Magic Kingdom, and uh, it's it's just a lot of fun. Again, the theming is incredible. It has a Snow White theme to it. Um, has a relatively pretty pretty new and uh, for its time the sort of innovative coaster car that rocks back and forth just a little bit um, and, and is a lot of fun. And again, the line is always steady. Uh, is always um, you know up and around the corner. Usually the wait times are up there, and it's a great way to judge how busy the park is. So that ride and also uh, Peter Pan's Flight, which are not too far from each other, uh, are a great way to see how busy Magic Kingdom is. Pull up the app, My Disney Experience, see what the wait times are. That's a great way to find out uh, if you're curious. So um, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, love that one for sure. Uh, moving onward, just oh wait, don't want to forget this one at Magic Kingdom. Um, Goofy's uh, Barnstormer. Don't want to miss that one. Super short. Great ride for, for kids that are uh, just getting to know roller coasters or may want to do something kind of fun um, at Disney that, you know, the kind of, kind of kids that maybe uh, are children that maybe stick mostly to uh, the slower rides, uh, character greetings, those sorts of things. Um, if, you, if they want to test the waters a little bit, uh, Barnstormer is a great one to try. Because, uh, again, it's short, doesn't go very fast, and the theme is kind of fun, so... All right, moving onward. Let's go over to Disney's Hollywood Studios. We're going to talk about a couple of roller coasters there. Uh, Rock and Roller Coaster starring uh, Aerosmith. That used to kind of be the full, long name. Most people just call it Rock and Roller Coaster or Coaster for short if you're a cast member at the studios. Um, it uh, features a, it's a launch coaster, basically. So it starts off still and then launches you from zero uh, to almost... Almost 60 miles an hour in 2.8 seconds, so super fast. It is indoors in the dark. Um, there is some theming, you know, with lights on and that kind of thing, so it's not completely blackout. Um, with music, rock music blasting, with two speakers that are right by your head, uh, it does go upside down three times, uh, which is which is kind of cool because you don't necessarily know when those when those inverts are coming. Um, if you haven't been on it before, even when you have been. Um, sometimes it just kind of hits you like a surprise. It's, it's one that whenever I've been on it, I always leave with a smile on my face. It's a lot of fun. There are also some hidden Mickeys in the queue, by the way, so keep an eye out for that if you go on that ride and you've never been on it. Um, and also Slinky Dog Dash, which is the newest roller coaster at, um, at Disney's Hollywood Studios. I have not been on that one yet personally, but I plan to flee in the not-too-distant future. That is a wonderfully themed roller coaster like Slinky Dog from Toy Story. And uh, it doesn't go super fast, but it's pretty thrilling. It's a slightly longer uh, roller coaster than some of them at Walt Disney World. Um, but it is, it is a lot of fun, and it kind of takes you through a good portion of Toy Story Land. So uh, Todd says, Rockin' Roller Coaster is one of his top five all-time favorite roller coasters. It, it is so much fun, and it really is so much fun. Again, you get off of it with a smile on your face. You kind of can't, can't help it. Uh, moving onward, we are going to go over to Animal Kingdom at Walt Disney World. Animal Kingdom has one of my favorite roller coasters. I'm going to say probably favorite a lot because I love the roller coasters at Walt Disney World. But the, the Disco Yeti, if you know where I'm going, Expedition Everest. It has a couple of surprises in there where at one point you end up going backwards. At one point the track's switching around. It looks like you're going to go off the mountain. You used to have this Yeti that reached out and swiped you. I actually have been on the roller coaster I do remember, for those of you that are watching and listening, I've been on the roller coaster and I have seen the Yeti actually move. That was like way long time ago, not too long after it opened, but there are all sorts of rumors going out there. It cost Disney too much money, you know, foundation issues for the Yeti was too heavy, you know, it was too heavy to keep it moving and that kind of thing. But now they've just kind of got it, you know, some strobes and kind of different things to make it look like it's moving, but it's not really. 
But the coaster itself does go pretty fast. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's got a couple of great drops in it. I highly suggest that one. It's short. It's the kind of roller coaster that, um, you know, I would say for somebody that's looking for something for, you know, a step up from uh, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad or Space Mountain Expedition, it's the kind of thing that you can get on and get off of and get right back on if the park's not too busy. And it's, again, it's great. And the theming there is actually really, 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 really good. I think, um, personally, the, the storytelling uh, that is present at Expe Expedition Everest uh, at Animal Kingdom, which was put together by, by the infamous, or not infamous, well, famous, well-known Disney Imagineer Joe Rohde, uh, is... The, the, the work that was put into that, the heart that was put into that attraction is absolutely incredible. I remember when they were developing that, watching some of the discovery and all these, that they were basically cataloging how Joe Rohde and the rest of the Imagineers uh, put that whole story together. And were pulling, you know, items from all over Asia, from the area where, you know, a lot of these tales and myths came from about the Yeti. Uh, that, that I just mentioned a second ago and put all that together. It's just really neat. You need to go through the regular queue at least once. Don't just go through the fast pass just to kind of see all the different things that are in there. Uh, it's well worth it. It's a really, really neat ride. Absolutely love Expedition Everest. It's a lot of fun. So let's go over Dang, Epcot. There's not a roller coaster at Epcot. And you're probably saying to yourself, self, Wait a minute. Is there? Yes, there is one being built at Epcot right now, and it is a Guardians of the Galaxy themed roller coaster, and it is in a kind of newer, well, redeveloped area of the park, and it is due to open uh, on the roughly around the time or just before the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World in, in 2021. And there's another ride as well that I'm going to talk about a sec in a second that is due to open around the same time frame. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy coaster is is going to be new in a lot of ways and in some ways it's going to feel familiar but the new things the, the exciting things the technology that disney's throwing into it i'm very excited about uh, but one of the really awesome things is that it's going to be the, the longest excuse me get really excited <laughs> the longest enclosed roller coaster in the world let me say that again the longest enclosed roller coaster in the world what that means is the entire track of the coaster is going to be indoors so don't think like walmart sam's club warehouse kind of you know big i mean it's it's huge right this roller coaster is going to be very long it's going to be inside and as well as far as the things that i've read about it and that i've heard about it so far um but very excited about the development being able to do that hopefully someday and excited about what disney has coming down the line for uh epcot with that attraction and, and as you know they're doing a disney is doing a lot of remodeling a lot of you know removing of of some parts of epcot and adding certain things back and uh, you know, moving different things around and just just trying to make things better. You know, stepping it up a notch, taking things to the next level, if you will, uh, for the next generation that is, you know, that are going to be you know, hopefully coming to, to Epcot for many years to come. So definitely looking forward to the new Guardians of the Galaxy coaster. It's going to have some really cool storytelling uh, to it. So I'm excited about that. Uh, the other one that I'm going to mention is over at Magic Kingdom that is being built over in Tomorrowland. In fact, this particular roller coaster that some of you already know about without me even saying the name of it um, just yet, it's Tron, in case you're wondering, um, part of the track for uh, the, the railroad and also for the... Uh, uh, brain fart. The, uh, the, the race cars that are at Walt Disney World. I cannot remember. Somebody, if you know the name of, of the track, uh, please just say it out loud. Say it with me. Um, 
But that particular attraction, they actually had to cut out part of the track and make it shorter in order to, and slightly reroute the railroad. That's why it hasn't been moving. The, 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 the train for Walt Disney World has been parked there for several months uh, because of the construction due to the new Tron coaster. Uh, the thing's going to be massive. The technology going into that thing is going to be like nothing anybody's ever seen except for the people that have been to Shanghai Disneyland. That's right. They do have this attraction in Shanghai. So if you want to see kind of what it's going to look like, it's not going to be an exact carbon copy, but the general idea is there. Go YouTube it, especially if you have a 4K TV. Make sure you search 4K point of view, um, Tron Coaster, you know, Shanghai Disney and you'll be able to see what I'm talking about. This thing is so cool. It's gonna take Magic Kingdom up to a completely different level and I can't wait for this ride to be open. All right, so again, I, I'm really excited about all the new things that are coming to Disney, all the new roller coasters, new rides and different things that they're opening up. And of course, Star Wars is already open to cast member previews. It's been open to uh, pass order previews for a little while now. Um, you've probably seen some media previews if you're you know, a YouTube uh, watcher like myself. Uh, there have been a lot of people that have been talking about it. We've, we've seen the one from Disneyland. It is not open to regular park guests yet. That happens uh, about a week and a half on August the 29th. Uh, so we'll be looking forward to seeing how Disney handles the crowds. Um, if they use the boarding pass system, which is what Disneyland has done when the crowds get up to a certain level to kind of create a sort of virtual line boarding group sort of thing that uh, open at Walt Disney World at Disney's Hollywood Studios. And, you know, I, I want to help keep you up to date with the latest information from Disney Parks as they develop new attractions, um, as, they, as they, you know, revitalize and, and refurbish and, you know, put in new technologies to make guest experience, you know, better um, and easier and, and more palatable. Uh, you know, those are things that I want to help you with. And as a travel agent, I can do that. I don't, again, I don't charge anything extra for my services. I just want you all to know what tools you have out there to make your experience as best as possible. I want you, uh, when you're planning your trip, sometimes the refurbishments are scheduled after trips are planned. And I try to keep an eye out for those things to make sure that uh, there are no surprises when you get there. Um, in case we need to modify anything or you know change around any plans, things of that nature. Occasionally rides uh, will go down unexpectedly. Um, that's okay when a ride does go down. And for example, if, if you have a fast pass, this actually happened uh, to my family and I when we were at Disney this past May. Uh, when, when a ride goes down and it's going to be closed and you're going to miss your fast pass window um, and you can't go there, what Disney will actually do is they'll give you a special fast pass straight to your My Disney Experience system where you can pick almost any ride. And you can basically say, so like, I want to go to the, this ride, doesn't matter the time, you don't have to pick a time slot. But again, most of the rides are open. A lot of the newer ones uh, will not be. So, for example, like Seven Dwarves Mine Train that we talked about, um, Flight of Avatar or Pandora over at Pandora uh, is is not going to be uh, Flight of Passage at the World of Avatar at Pandora um, is is not going to be on there. But there are a lot of attractions that are. Um, so, if that, and what are your favorite thrill experiences at Disney? Do you have any that you love that you you know? Again, love to go on first thing in the morning because you don't drink coffee and you're looking for something to wake you up or last thing at night before you have to go get on the buses to go back, you know, in your hotel room, to go back to your hotel room, those kinds of things. What do you do? What do you do? What do you like to do that's, that's exciting uh, that gets you going? So, non-coaster thrill rides. So let's talk about those for a second. 
Uh, Flight of Passage at Pandora. Pandora, the world of Avatar. I can talk, I promise you. Flight of Passage at Pandora, the world of Avatar. It is currently probably the most popular ride um, at Walt Disney World. Uh, besides Smuggler's Run that has been again, going through previews over at Galaxy's Edge. But Flight of Passage is a ride like no other. I had the chance to go on this the first time um, back in May, and it was an absolutely incredible experience. Loved it. Um, it. It takes a lot of technologies that are kind of familiar in a way, but with uh, the quality of the video, um, the theming, the ride vehicles, the way it was all set up, the, the queue itself, line for that ride for two, three hours, whatever the case is, you know, I don't want to wait, wait in the line for two, three hours either. But if, if there's a chance that the, ride, the line could be an hour or less, I'm going to do it, hands down. Hands down, I'm going to do it. One hack for that particular ride or any ride that is super busy, two very simple things. You've never heard them before. Number one, go on rope drop, which we're going to talk about rope drop for a second. Essentially, that means you show up um, right when the park is opening. In fact, not right when the park is opening. You want to show up 30 minutes to an hour before the park's opening. Why? Because there are lines. People are going to be there before you, going through security, lining up at the turnstiles, those kinds of things. So you want to get there at least 30 minutes to an hour before the actual park opening times if you want to do what they call road drop. So be thinking about that. That's one way to get on popular rides. Uh, the next way is to get on them right before the park closes. A lot of times wait times are inflated um, You know, within the last half hour or so, I would say before park closes, 15 minutes. Because again, they're trying to clean the queues out, they're trying to clean the rides out so they can do their you know, end of the night maintenance checks and so cast members can go home. And those. Um, before, if you do get on a ride before that the park closes and you're in the line, excuse me, if you get in line for a ride before the park closes and, and you're there, you're waiting, kind of doing your thing, they will not kick you out of the line unless the ride just goes down out of service for maintenance reasons. If you're there in its normal operation, um, they're going to let you get on it, even if it's after the hours that the parks have closed. So, uh, I, I especially recommend this for Flight of Passage for a couple of reasons. Number one, I did that myself. You know, the ride wait time said it was, I think, over two hours, and we laid it. We wore it at night is, is a place you need to see. The ground lights up. Um, they might have their drum, drum line. I can't remember what they call it out there. Um, but it's it's just a really, really, really neat place to be at night. Highly, highly, highly recommend it. So check out Flight of Passage at night. Uh, other um, non-coaster through rides, Test Track is actually technically the fastest ride at Walt Disney World. Test Track is over at Epcot. Check it out. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it kind of gives you a virtual-ish sort of um, test drive of a vehicle. I say virtual because you're in a vehicle. It's one that kind of Disney has thrown together for this you know, attraction experience, but it gets you up over 60 miles an hour at one point, um, goes outside, it's indoors, it does a, really, a lot of really cool stuff, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Twilight Zone, Tower of Terror, which is, you know, my favorite, um, and, and love that particular ride. It, it is innovative, or was innovative at its time, um, mainly because of one reason. So when people hear Tower of Terror, you're like, oh, that's the freefall ride, which is very true. But one fact that a lot of people do not know about the Tower of Terror is this. Yes, it'll you know, raise you up, you kind of go up, and you go through, and you see a bunch of different scenes, but it does not just drop you, okay? That ride actually has two sets of elevator motors, one at the top of the tower and one at the bottom, where it actually pulls you down faster than the acceleration of gravity. 
So once again, you're actually falling faster than the acceleration of gravity because there's a motor on the bottom that is pulling your ride vehicle down. And again, they go up and down randomly. There's a variety of different ride sequences. So you know, every time you go on Tower of Terror, it's gonna be rare that you get the same drop sequence um, every time. You might go all the way from the top to the very bottom and then you know, back up halfway, really cool ride. Uh, I love it. It's a lot of fun. It's a great way to end the night um, at, at Disney's Hollywood Studios. It's kind of cool to see you know, outside when the doors open up, what, it, what the park looks like at nighttime. So love the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. Mission Space also is back over at Epcot. Mission Space has a uh, basically two versions of it, and one where you get the full force, full Gs, um, and one where you really don't. So you get the, like the video portion of it, the themes, the sort of, you know, you're, you're in the right vehicle, that kind of thing, but you don't get the full force, full G experience because that can make some people... Um, sick and uncomfortable. Uh, I personally don't prefer Mission Space very much because of that reason. There are not a lot of rides that make me feel kind of yucky, but that one does. Uh, Mission Space otherwise is absolutely amazing. The theming is fun. The storing there is fun. And a lot of people absolutely love it. So if you're a thrill ride kind of person, uh, Mission Space might be your thing. But again, you know, the, the ride vehicle itself is uh, kind of in close space. So if you're claustrophobic, may not be uh, may not be the one for you. So I have a kind of a subcategory for non-coaster thrill rides, and that's my ish category. Um, and that's two that I would give an honorable, honorable mention to, and that's Splash Mountain and Kali River Rapids. So Splash Mountain, again, has a really cool drop at the end that kind of gets you going. You know, you, typically you'll get pretty wet on it. Um, it's a lot of fun to do, and Kali River Rapids over at Animal Kingdom when it's running in season um, is, is, a great, is, is a great ride, too. It's a lot of fun to cool off. And go, kind of go on it if you're you know over there by the safari it's in the kind of same general area um, my bonus category is this uh, water rides so a lot of people when people think I'm not talking Colorado River Rapids and Splash Mountain I'm talking about water slides water experiences at Time Food Lagoon and Blizzard Beach which are both of Disney's water parks specifically I want to mention two uh, attractions at uh, both at the water parks when the first is Summit Plummet, which is Disney's um, water slide for a little while after it was built. It was actually one of the fastest water slides in the world. Um, I believe it's about 120 feet tall, and at one point you can reach 60 miles an hour going down that thing. And I'm telling you right now, that is absolutely true. So um, it, it's, it's awesome. I absolutely love it. Um, and I get that Park Opera Plus ticket, go over, hang out at the water park for the day, and you will not regret it. It's a lot of fun. Um, another awesome thing that you can do, and this is kind of a bonus thing that is you know, not on everyone's radar, but is this. You can actually learn how to surf at Walt Disney World at Typhoon Lagoon. They, over, they offer surfing lessons um, before the park opens. There are select time slots. They only take a certain amount of people. This is something that you need to reserve in advance. You don't just show up and expect to kind of walk in there. But again, that is an additional paid experience uh, on top of regular uh, park admission. So be aware of that. But again, you get the whole giant wave pool at Typhoon Lagoon to yourself along the, with your, you know, your instructor, the lifeguards, and then the other people that are in your group. Um, but that is not something they take a lot of people to. So if you're looking to do something different uh, and something kind of fun uh, for, for your next trip down there, consider surf lessons at Disney. You'll, you will not regret it. Uh, they are professional surf instructors and they will definitely take care of you. You'll have a great, great time. So again, you got any tr thrill experiences you like at Walt Disney World? Throw them my way. We'd love to talk about them, and we'd love to, um, you know, we'd love to kind of chat back with and forth with you on about them. Um, 
probably not what you were thinking of in the thread that I posted earlier um, about asking about thrill experiences at Walt Disney World. A couple of these were mentioned, some others were mentioned um, as well, but the first one was Rope Drop itself. Yes, my friend Terry said Rope Drop, and if you've never been to Rope Drop and you're talking about a thrill experience, um, when you're navigating around, you know, strollers and, you know, electronic you know, wheelchairs, which is, you know, fine, uh, ECVs, um, you know, the folks need those. I understand this is not bashing them, you know, at the completely all for, all for that thing. But when you get all the crowds there, people are excited, they're ready to go. They're trying to race to those rides when they open so they don't have to wait for forever because all the fast passes are gone. And, whew, and you know, there's always those people that are like, I'm, I don't need that. I'm just going to go in Starbucks and get some coffee. Uh, it can be kind of thrilling in a way. It's a different, it's a different thing to see. There's, there's, there's a certain amount of energy that is present there first thing in the morning that you don't see uh, during the rest of the day. You know, when people, the, the cast members are excited, they're getting the crowd pumped up, the crowds are you know, excited to be there. This is, you know, this, uh, again, if you've never rope dropped the park, I highly suggest to get there, uh, again, 30 minutes, bare minimum before the park opens, preferably at least an hour arriving at the park. So you're right there uh, towards the front of the line. You can see all that there is to see. It's just, it's a lot of fun. It's really different. It can be kind of thrilling if you're not careful. The other thing is this, busy days at Disney can be thrilling uh, for a number of different reasons. Uh, if you're traveling during the holidays, so if you want to be at Walt Disney World on the 4th of July, on Christmas Day, on Thanksgiving Day, um, you know, major holiday weekends, those kinds of things, please, 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 please plan well and be flexible. That's my kind of tagline to give my two kind of secret sauce pieces of advice. Plan well, be flexible. Don't get caught up in the stress of the crowds, of the craziness. Uh, don't let it become too thrilling that you um, that, that you miss the point of why you were there. Um, don't get so focused on doing one particular thing and so upset that you can't do it because it's too busy. So uh, yes, the busy days can be thrilling in their own special way. So last but not least tonight, um, if you do have mentioned, now's the time. Uh, I want to mention those because I'm going to start wrapping it up. I want, don't want people to forget uh, that I am doing a special kind of holiday offer that is just me. This is not something that Travel Nation as a company is doing. This is not something that Walt Disney World uh, or, or Disney Destinations is doing. This is something that I've decided to do just to kind of plus the experience and help uh, make vacations a little bit more affordable for some families. Uh, if you want to travel to Walt Disney World or, or Disneyland or Disney Cruise Line um, in, uh, in November or December and you book a vacation, I'm going to do a couple of things for you. The first thing is this. I'm going to give you a Disney gift card. Maybe this exact one uh, right here, but I'm going to give you a Disney gift card towards the cost of your trip. You can use it. Uh, again, towards the cost of your trip, you can use it to give to one of your children to help them you know, budget for their souvenirs. Um, you can use it towards food, you know, those sorts of things. I'll send it to you a couple of weeks or so uh, before your trip. If you do want to use it towards the cost of your trip, because when final payment is due, um, for Walt Disney World, it's 30 days in, in advance. I believe Disney World is the same. It's a little bit different if you're doing resort-only reservations. Disney Cruise Line's final payment dates are a little bit different. Um, this can be based on the kind of cruise that you're going on. But again, if you want to use this towards the cost of your cruise, uh, let me know, or, or your resort package, let me know and I can do that. And the way you earn one of these is this. For Walt Disney World vacation packages, you, again, you have to book a package of five nights or longer with a four-day park hopper or longer trip. 
and you will get a gift card based on the final amount. You know, that's going to depend on you know, the resort you're staying at and how many total days you're staying, and if you're doing dining plan or not, those kinds of things. If you have questions about that, the way slightly different for Disneyland and a little bit different for Disney Cruise Line. But again, um, this is something that I'm, I'm doing because I want you all to have this. I want you all to uh, have an awesome time and just take a little bit of the weight off of you. I will also be sending you an authentic uh, Disney Parks 2019 holiday ornament for, for your tree at home uh, as well. In addition to that, that's just kind of a little bonus I'm throwing in there for you. So um, this is you know not something that is separate from, well, I take that back. This is not something that is coming in combination automatically with every package that's out there. Because again, Disney's running some great promotions right now. Uh, they're doing a fall holiday offer where you could save up to 20% off your resort hotels this fall uh, at certain dates that are open and certain availability at different resorts. They're also doing the free dining promotion is, is still open to book um, until September 29th, which is when my offer that I'm doing actually runs out. So quick story about that, just last night, you know, the free dining offer has been out for, you know, several weeks now. Um, and just last night, I had a friend of mine message me um, a couple of days ago and say, hey, thinking about going to Disney in November, can you help me out? I'm like, sure. So we're looking around, we find, you know, they've got a slightly, not huge family, but I think they've got five, maybe five total. So they would need at least a fifth sleeper room um, at one of the moderate resorts. So we quoted them a moderate resort, the dining plan, and, and you know, park tickets and those kinds of things. Um, called back to Disney last night, I'm like, hey, I want to make sure that this client is getting the best possible situation for them. Again, I'm going to get on the phone. I'm going to spend the time, you know, when you could be sleeping or hanging out with your family or whatever it is, I'm going to make sure you get the best experience possible. So I found them a garden view room at Disney's Boardwalk Inn, uh, which is a deluxe resort. I've stayed there. It's a beautiful resort. Uh, it's in the Epcot kind of Hollywood Studios area. And this particular deluxe resort did have some availability. They had one room. One room left for a garden view room uh, with free dining. And that's as of last night. Again, these things can change as people uh, make cancellations. But the lady was like, yep, yeah, let me grab it real quick. We'll put it on a hold for you because you can put things on a temporary hold. Um, that temporary hold does, a, does vary how long it is. It can be anywhere from a few hours all the way up to, I think, upwards of three days um, with no credit card. But long story, a little bit shorter, is I uh, ended up saving them about $1,600 uh, where they they could get all their dining room was actually a couple hundred dollars less expensive than the standard rates of a hotel room and a dining plan at the moderate resort. So they're getting a better hotel, a bigger hotel room, better accommodations, um, just as good of food and park experiences in a better location for a little bit less money. So um, that's that's kind of cool. And that's one of the things that I love being able to do. Uh, and it excites me when I see those opportunities. Uh, to save people money like that. So yes, the package price means it'll be lower. I mean, it means my commission check will be lower that I get. Again, we get paid on the trips. This is not something that you know Disney gives us, pays us up front or whatever. Um, I, I want to save you money, even if it means making, even if it means me making uh, less money. So um, if you have questions about that, how that works, I will be completely transparent with you um, about that whole process. Um, because again, it is my goal to serve you all. That's why I'm doing this. This podcast, this live thing is, is not sponsored. And anyway, this is just me kind of doing my thing, trying to serve you well and help you have a great experience um, at Disney. So again, um, if you trip, um, please reach out to me. There is still availability um, this fall in November and December uh, for some of the free dining promotions that are open um, and some of the discounted hotel rooms that are open. 
different spots and I want to find a deal that's going to work for you, uh, your schedule, and your family. And uh, I'll work my tail off to make sure that you have a great time and you don't get stressed out in the process. So it's my goal to lessen the hassle for you. Um, again, I just want to remind everybody about the new podcast intro that if you're listening to the podcast version of this, you heard this up front, you're about to hear the outro version of it here in just a minute. Again, special thanks to Laura and Katrina May Stone. Um, her new album that was very recently released is called Psalms of the Outcast Saints. It has a really awesome feel to it. If you love a little bit of soul, maybe you love a little bit of gospel, maybe you love sort of a grassroots sort of feel. It's Look, this music is fresh. It's, it's raw. It's wonderful. It's emotional. It's great stuff. So go look, go look up Katrina May Stone's new album, Psalms of the Outcast Saints. It is on iTunes. I believe it's also on Spotify um, and most places where you can download um, download or stream music. Um, again, thank you all for joining me tonight. And uh, this is a lot of fun for me. You got any questions, let me know. Um, shoot me a message. Let me know how I can serve you and lessen the hassle of your next vacation experience. And we'll see you again real soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Travel Tips Tuesday. We'll be back next week with another episode. See you then.